Shalom Aleichem, welcome to the Shmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Avram Latik. Avram is a rabbi, cantor, licensed social worker, author of two books, and grandchild of noted Yiddish culturists, a grandchild of Holocaust refugees and noted Yiddish activist. His Yiddish cultural and rabbinic work has been brought has brought him, sorry, to China, Ethiopia, Israel, Sweden, Romania, Ukraine, Lithuania, and Australia. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm eager to hear about your upcoming performance, Amid Falling Walls, which will be performed at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Um, it's described as groundbreaking musical that pays homage to the perseverance of human spirit during one of the most devastating moments of humanity. It's a performance composed of songs that were written and performed in ghettos, clandestine cabarets and theaters, forced labor camps, and partisan encampments. I wonder if you can share a bit about this rich history of these songs, um, and many may not be aware of how these songs were created and performed in unimaginable times. Sure. The, the Jewish people never stopped singing. So that's how these songs came to be. Uh, and they sang in their their language, their languages, whether it was Hebrew or uh, Yiddish. Uh, most of the songs that are in our program in Amid Falling Walls, Fish and Found Dick Event, are in Yiddish. And our thanks to the uh, archival work of Shmerka Kaczyginski, a, a Vilna-based poet and partisan who, after uh, surviving the horrors of the war, traveled to various displaced persons camps and collected close to 400 of these uh, songs and testimonies uh, of survivors. And um, uh, along with some other uh, collections, like my, my grandmother's uh, volume, Mizain and Do, We Are Here, which she compiled with, with my great aunt, Malki Gottlieb, and um, uh, songs from Gila Flam's uh, collection, uh, songs of the Ludge Ghetto. So all of these were sort of our our were texts, as it were, as we as we developed this this piece. So I assume you dipped into archives to find these and then curated the songs from there. Well, yes. I mean, these songs have been in these. Thankfully, these songs, you know, thanks to Kaczykinski's work, um, have been we we have been as as part of the Yiddish cultural uh, community. My grandmother's book was the first Yid, you know English translation uh, translated uh, collection of that, and my father you know has spent over half a century uh, sharing this work you know with uh, Zalman Malatek and uh, with in three recorded albums, um, one for the United States Holocaust Museum, one. Um, you know, called Heroes and Poets, which uh, was recorded at this um, on the 75th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising in Warsaw with Shura Lepovsky and Jeff Warshower. And then the, the third one with his um, his longtime collaborator and uh, and the, the singer Adrian Cooper called uh, Ghetto Tango. So, you know, uh, these songs have been in our in our in our family's spiritual DNA for for quite a bit. I, I grew up singing these songs before I really knew what I was sing was singing. Um, 
but um yeah without a doubt we 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 relied heavily on 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 the on the sources Kaczyginski being that the helm it's it's really moving to hear these and it's really quite wonderful everything that your family has done to preserve the culture and also to push it forward and to bring it to new audiences just wonder if you could speak in this maybe personally about the these songs i mean i think you know since coming to the yiddish book center many moons ago i i first was introduced to the idea that there was this cultural production as it were creativity during the holocaust that it you know it it persevered and that was surprising to me um and i again would would you speak a little bit about what you think that you know how that's so deeply rooted in aspects of jewish culture sure uh, you know it's it's um uh, it, you know there's a line that um the yiddish writer uh, uh hey um h Levick, uh writes um in in in, a in an introductory essay to the kachkinski collection that we actually feature in our production uh where he says does folk zinkt ebik the people you know our people sing eternally and you know it's so important to remember that even in the ghettos which were infested with disease and poverty and uh violence um they were also cultural hubs you know where there were schools and uh community uh groups and uh in some cases uh, even even theaters uh sometimes in secret sometimes more in 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 public so there were there were performative uh spaces but you know the songs that are are featured in the show uh range from you know those th th you know theater based uh performances to more co contemplative and reflective uh, songs to songs of fighting and resist uh, you know real resistance from uh, you know the ghetto from the partisan encampments where you know the the those sort of the warriors would 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 train um i think of these songs as songs of spiritual resistance you know we might we might we um often folks asking well who might not be as familiar with how with the history of the holocaust well, why didn't jews uh, fight back more and um which is a heavy and loaded and complicated uh, question but to me when i when i when i sing these songs and when i think of this uh, material i see this as as proof and, and testament that uh, our people did fight back you know to maintain uh one's humanity and to write and to sing uh, are forms of of resistance not just in in uh the, you know in theater theatrical settings and ghetto uh settings but even in labor encampments and concentration camps uh in on on cattle cars on the way to death camps i mean we that we have these song that we have these songs documented is a is a um is a gift but uh that's why I think Levick's charge of you know dos folksing to the people sing continuously is is really the 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 right frame for for this work. Um, and would you speak a little bit about the program as it's been curated? Um, it's described as you know a fusion of Yiddish music combining liturgical, folk, operatic, cabaret, klezmer, and even jazz influences. Well, you know the 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 sounds of the Yiddish song are the sounds of the time, and I think we, you know, 
we see that reflected in some of the songs and and in the musical choices and styles that are behind some of the songs and that you know they chose mus musical uh backdrops that were reflective of their uh, of of what the current sound was you know so you hear the tango and um you hear you know, there are a couple of songs that feel that they have a tango uh feel uh, to them and that's that might feel a bit dissonant at first and strange to think of oh well we're talking about songs in this uh, you know horrific circumstance and yet the music is is so evocative and uh, dramatic but I think that's that's a that's a that's a healthy and dissonance uh, that you know the 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 this material calls uh, upon us to to feel, which is that you know these people never lost sight of their of their humanity and who they were they who they were. You had professional singers and actors and opera singers who were you know thrust into living in squalor and uh, and and God knows what else, and some of them were able to continue singing. Um, and um and so yeah so uh, and jazz too of obviously of uh, was of of the of the time and so i think we have a, a range of of musical cho you know uh, choices that are that are reflected in in this work to give a sense of the diversity of the of the sounds that jews you know sang and heard if if this was video, you would see a smile on my face um, because I think what you're describing is so completely true and it's such a window into understanding Yiddish culture and those things which drive it forward. Um, and, and what, it, as you said, it's signs of resilience, also signs of, you know, this was comforting to people. Mm -hmm. It was a continuum in the worst of situations. So I'm would be interested in hearing your answer. Are there one or two pieces within the program that you feel really resonate or kind of thread it all together? Oof. Well, um, you know, there's the, it's, it's, it's almost like an operatic work. This, this, this musical piece, the songs flow in and out of each other. One uh, segment, one portion that I'm particularly fond of, are the songs of the labor camps, and um, uh, that's a sort of a, a, a suite of songs. And you know, I worked as the librettist for the for this piece, so uh, you know, it's interwoven with um, with testimony and 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 poetry and text um, that uh, you know of that time. And and um, again, you know, to me is is it's it, on the one hand it can feel mind-boggling right like the these were people who were enduring such um strenuous physical labor and you know back back-breaking uh, uh labor and amid psychological torture and yet still managed to sing and the songs that you hear are um defiant and hopeful and uh, and tragic and and you know and and um and 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 so and to me i i get i as a not only as a grandchild of holocaust survivors but 
you know, as a as a youngish person struggling through our own world's current uh, struggles and and you know current difficulties, I I get such chizuk, you know, the word in Yiddish or Hebrew, such strength from the idea that I come from a line of of people that that no matter what, no no matter the horror of the moment, um, managed to uh, to nourish their humanity and and continue to sing. Um, I th- you know I think the whole piece is a reflection of that sentiment and idea, but I, I do think that 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 particular moment, those that particular moment of the slave labor suite is is one that sticks out to me. Just dawns on me, and to ask this question, um, we just um, mounted and opened our exhibition Yiddish: A Global Culture, um, and as I mentioned, there's there um, are parts of the exhibition which deal with. Um, this work that's been or was created during the Holocaust. Um, But I'm wondering, um, as you're researching, delving into and bringing this work out again, did it reach a global audience? What's the the Yiddish? Yeah, the songs uh, um, and such, or, you know, is this an opportunity here for it to reach a broader audience and build awareness? Yes and yes and yes. You know, I think survivors travel to you know, all all over the the world after the war. You know, whether it was Melbourne or um, or Canada. You know, to 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 try and sort of reestablish um, and rebuild their their lives. And of course, you know, with them they brought their songs and their culture, uh, and with them. But yeah, I think the 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 hope is with this piece is to be able to you know. To not only to share this work with with new audiences and uh, but really to translate this idea of spiritual resistance, you know, that 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 there was creativity and art and singing um, and music uh, during uh, this time. Um, uh, you know, so I, I think I think that's a, that's another goal of, of the of the work. Well, song is a very powerful emotional tool. Um, and also really, uh, as we know from the 60s, too, there's a long history as well of using it as a way to convey a message. I think the, six, the 60s, by the way, I was um, uh, I, I was talking with um, with Rachel Rosen, who is a daughter of a, of a Holocaust uh, survivor, Sarah uh, Landra Rosen, who um, who was uh, she? She was she was a, a diarist and and a survivor and a, and a, a camp survivor, and um, her daughter shared this idea that she felt like the Chum leader, the the songs of the Shoah, the songs of the Holocaust. You know, many of the songs of this work really can feel like this of the same spirit of the songs of the of the sixties. You know, the, that anthem type of, of of nature, and I think that is really um accurate uh in terms of uh, some of those songs particularly the partisan uh songs that um you know that are are featured that aren't the entirety of of this work but are certainly featured prominently in it as well um and uh in terms of this performance it's all in its original language and supertitles it is it is with supertitles and you know with noting um, at least for the spoken elements, noting where, you know, who the who the source of, of is behind the those, you know, those recorded documents, because you know it it's all, 
this comes from this all comes from from real people and 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 real testimony as it were so we try to document that um as much as we can not only in the program of course but also you know on on stage but yes mo, mo, all of the songs mo, you know all mostly in in yiddish uh, with with english super t- super titles and cast or uh, or the a, a cast uh, an ensemble of eight tremendous artists and 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 uh singers and really communicators of song you know talented actors some of whom had uh some experience with yiddish you know but uh, but um you know all of whom are just gifted uh gifted performers in their own right and appreciate the sensitivity uh of this material and uh you know what it what it takes to convey it so for our listeners Amid Falling Walls will be on stage only for four weeks. Previews are on November 14 to 19, 2023. The opening is November 20th, 2023, and it runs through December 10th, 2023. It will be performed at Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust in Battery Park City in New York. For information and tickets, visit NYTF. Dot org Again, nytf.org. The Yiddish Book Center is proud to be a co-sponsor of this performance. Uh, and take my word for it, get your tickets early. These performances are really stellar and do sell out quickly. So again, nytf.org. I want to thank you, Avram, for joining me today and for your work bringing this performance to the stage. Thank you so much for having me. Great. And um if we may, we're going to try to go out with a, a little clip from this um, and look forward to seeing this on stage opening November 20th. Thanks.
You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli. Until next time, be well and be healthy.